Hey everyone, Tommy here, and this is Fighting Words. My friends got tired of hearing me talk about fights, so I did what everyone does. I started a podcast. I'm not an analyst, I'm just a fan of the sport, so expect some different takes and breakdowns from a different perspective. But enough about that, let's talk about some fights. UFC Fight Night on Draj vs. Zhang was over the weekend, and that didn't go how I thought at all. Uh, Andrade started both... Andrade and Zhang started off incredibly explosive, stood in the pocket, and traded for about 42 seconds. At first, it looked like Andrade was about to get her game plan into action, but Andrade couldn't handle the shots from Zhang, and we have a new strawweight champion, and the first Chinese champion in the UFC. The UFC has a star on their hands with Zhang if they do it right. She's on a 20-fight win streak. She's entertaining in the cage and respectful out of it. She's the perfect person to promote in Asia, and I wouldn't be surprised if the UFC booked her next title defense in Asia. After the fight, she said in a post-fight speech, her name is Zhang Wale. She is from China. Remember her. And trust me, we will be remembering you, Wale Zhang. Like, it was phenomenal performance. And the co-main event. Li Jinglang versus Ilzekiu Zaleski Dos Santos. Jinglang dominated the entire fight. Dropped Zaleski Dos Santos in the first, and after that, it was game on. It was a really fun fight to watch, but Jinglang was one step ahead the whole fight. At the end of round two, Zaleski Dos Santos knew he was losing and started being a lot more explosive to try to get a finish, but it kind of backfired. At the third round, he started, and he was down 2-0, getting outstruck the whole time. And with nine seconds left, Jinglang got a knockout. It was crazy. I did not expect that from that matchup. And I really didn't even know what to expect going into this fight card because I didn't really know a lot of the fights other than the main event. So checking in and for the main card and watching that happen was just awesome. It was fun to watch. Let's play matchmaker for a minute. For Wally Zhang, there are two potential matchups for her, and they couldn't be more opposite. First is Tatiana Suarez. Suarez is a beast when it comes to wrestling. People call her the female Khabib. Her ground game is so dominant that it's nullified everyone's striking game so far. Explosive striker versus the best wrestler in the women's divisions? Sign me up. The next one has potential to be a little bit more entertaining. And the UFC should go this route if Suarez is still injured by the end of the year. Former champion, Joanna Ionjacek. I know Joanna had two tough losses to Rose and one loss to Valentina Shevchenko for the flyweight title in December. But she's returning to strawweight and fighting Michelle Waterson in October. If Joanna gets past Waterson... We have a great fight of, on our hands. Remember the dominance Joanna displayed when she was champion. They called her Joanna champion for a reason, and it wasn't just because Eon Jacek is hard to pronounce. She has the same amount of victories and title fights as Ronda Rousey and Amanda Nunes, who are the two best female fighters in my opinion. And despite recent setbacks, Joanna is still elite. I think her versus Zhang would be a perfect matchup if Suarez is out for a while. And I think it would be a ton of fun just to see both of them go at it. 
Zhang would be explosive, Joanna would be down for a scrap and try to dominate with her striking and range and all of that because she's so masterful there. I don't even know where that would go. It would just, oh man, I, I just want that fight now. And for Li Jinglang, why not match him up against someone like Santiago Ponzinibbio? They, they would throw down. It would be two guys who just want to stand there, trade. Jinglang has the footwork, and it's a really fun matchup. If he wins, it is off to the races for him. And now for some news. Got to start this off with probably the biggest news for the week. EJ Penn got in a bar fight. I watched the video, and it was really hard to watch. I just don't know what to say anymore. I know BJ has had his issues in the past, but he just doesn't learn. He's a legend of the sport, but is currently going down the wrong path. He cannot continue this. I know his family has tried to help him before, but it apparently hasn't worked. I've heard that the only time he's normal is when a fight is coming up. That shows he has some big issues. Are they CTE related? Probably. But there have got to be some there that aren't, and the CTE is just amplifying it. BJ, please get some help and stop fighting, whether it be in a cage or in a bar, regardless. And Dana, can we cancel the Nick Lentz fight, please? Like, this proves he does not need to be in a cage at all, ever again. Next story, this one gets me hyped. Anthony Rumble Johnson is planning a return to heavyweight, according to his manager. What I read said he's already planning to return and has entered the UFC's uh, USADA testing pool so he can compete as early as March. I am all about this. I think Rumble stopped a little too early. I think he had concerns of where his career would be going after losing to DC twice, not knowing how long Jones would be out and all of that. But maybe we can get Jones versus Rumble at heavyweight. Sign me up. That would be amazing because I don't think there's any way Rumble can make 205 pounds anymore. Have you guys seen him? He's huge now. Next up, Carlos Condit versus Mickey Gall set for UFC Fight Night in DC on December 7th. This is a huge fight for Gall. Condit may have lost his last fight in December when he fought Michael Chiesa, and Gall did win his last fight against Salim Tuhari earlier this month in New Jersey. But personally, I think this is a little too much too soon because Condit is a monster. He's a legend. He is one of the best in the welterweight division. But we will see how it does. Uh, I don't really think that Gall will get much started here, unfortunately. But who knows? I could be wrong. The next one. Bigfoot Silva versus Gabriel Gonzaga set to main event bare knuckle fighting 8 on October 19th. Uh... Why? These are two guys who really shouldn't be fighting, let alone Bare Knuckle. I get that Bare Knuckle needs big names, but it's too much. There's too much brain trauma. Like, it's enough of an issue when there's gloves, let alone when there aren't any. And 
Bigfoot Silva and Gabriel Gonzaga? Are you going to tell me that neither of them are juicing? Especially when there's no pool? Come on now. Next up, Jan Blachowicz called out John Jones on Ariel Hawani's show. I guess. Like, I'm not sure there's really anyone at light heavyweight right now to challenge Jones. So, okay. Sure, give it to Blachowicz if they keep Jones at 205 instead of going to heavyweight. Do I care? No, not really. Will I watch it? Yeah, I definitely will. Henry Cejudo posted a video, a rather cringy one, but he is the king of cringe after all, calling out Dominic Cruz for an easy fight. So, in what bizarro world is Dominic Cruz an easy fight? Someone who was known as the best bantamweight ever, who is still one of the best in the game, but he's injured. Uh, Henry, come on now. He's not easy fight at all. You would have your hands full, completely. Sure, you're a great wrestler. You're awesome, tenacious, you bite down on that mouthpiece and go. But Cruz is just amazing everywhere. Like, sure, you can out-wrestle him, but can you defend his jiu-jitsu? Can you stop his striking? I don't know. But also, he's not going to get a title shot. He's been out for way too long. His last fight was when he lost to Cody Garbrandt. You're calling out a fight here that's just never going to happen. Focus on flyweight and fight Joseph Benavidez and defend that title. Then let's talk about what happens at bantamweight. And last thing. I know this isn't exactly fight news, but I want to cover it anyway. DC posted a lengthy and touching tribute on Instagram about his father passing away after fighting cancer. I just want to say, Daniel Cormier, I'm sorry for your loss. Just know he raised a great man and a champion, and I know he was proud of you. Keep your head held high, and know that in this time you have the support of all your fans. Now back to some fights. Next weekend is a really interesting fight week, because we've got UFC 242 early Saturday, and then Bellator 226 at night. First up, let's break down UFC 242. On paper, this card is kind of weak other than the main event. But you've got Khabib Nurmagomedov versus Dustin Poirier for the Unified Lightweight Championship. Edson Barboza versus Paul Felder 2. Why is this the co-main event? I'd imagine that opening up a pay-per-view or headlining the prelims. But co-main? Could we get a better fight for that? Other than those, there's Curtis Blades fighting Shamil Abderkarivov? Sorry if I butchered that name. And Joanne Calderwood versus Andrea Lee. With this main event, a lot of people are writing off Poirier. And I think that's a big mistake. Yes, Khabib is a monster, but Poirier has the skill set to give Khabib a very hard time. Poirier gets better as the fight goes on, and Khabib will tire out. I promise you that. Khabib will get takedowns, of course, but Poirier will have a response to them by threatening submissions on his back. And he's a great striker, so Khabib will have to worry about that while he's trying to get him to the ground. 
my mind logically says Khabib should win this, but my heart says Poirier because of the striking and wearing Khabib down. We all know Khabib is the best wrestler, bar none, in the UFC, period. Hands down, best they've ever had, best, best period. Like, give me a wrestling match of just him versus GSP. No striking, all takedowns. We'll see who's the best. <laughs> but the striking will be the difference here. And Khabib has kind of suspect striking. Like, we know he's got the power, but Poirier has a chin. Like I said, my, my mind says Khabib, my heart says Poirier. I'm going with Poirier by fifth round TKO. Uh, will I probably eat my words? Yeah. But it's what I'm sticking with. Uh, next fight. Barboza versus Felder 2. I don't see this fight being much different than the first. Barboza has some of the best kicks in the UFC. And Felder, he's really good. He He's a grinder. But I'm going with second round TKO for Barboza. Curtis Blades will probably out-wrestle Shamil for a decision victory. And then there's Joanne Calderwood versus Andrea Lee, who's headlining the prelims. In a division with no clear-cut contender, if some, if either of them win this in an impressive fashion, that could skyrocket them to the top. Calderwood has the skills to win wherever this fight goes. But really, so does Lee. I don't see this being slow-paced. I see this starting off being explosive. Being, It'll be a scrap. It'll be a fun fight. But I think Calderwood will win by a second-round submission. And now for Bellator 226. This card is interesting because it has Ryan Bader versus Czech Congo for the heavyweight championship and the first half of the first round of the featherweight Grand Prix. Honestly, I'm not really sure how the Grand Prix will go, and I don't want to do a disservice to the fighters that are in it because I don't know a lot about them at the moment. So I'll talk about the rounds of the Grand Prix after the first rounds are over and I have more of a breakdown of how they would perform. So I'm just going to talk about the main event. Ryan Bader versus Chet Congo. If you told me that Congo would be fighting for a title earlier this year, I would say you're out of your mind. That being said, I'm not a fan of this fight at all. I think both will play it safe and try to use wrestling or the threat of it to win. Did you ever see Bader versus Davis either time? It was the most boring fight in MMA history. I think this will be very similar to that. It will be boring where I don't see much happening. And one person edges out a decision over the other. I think that person will be Bader to retain the title. And I'm not sure why Congo is fighting for a title. Other than there were no other contenders at the moment. But hey, alright, cool. And that's everything for now. Thanks for listening to this shorter episode of Fighting Words. You can find the podcast at anchor.fm slash fighting-words or all podcast services. On Twitter at fightwordspod. My personal Twitter at nightwing593. 
you can support this podcast with a monthly donation of 99 cents, 4.99 or 9.99 a month. That would get you producer credit in the show notes by going to anchor.fm slash fighting dash words. Until next time, I'm Tommy, and these are fighting words.